1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, Truman Jones is on News Radio WGNS. Good morning, Rutherford County. Have Ronnie Martin on. Truman. Uh, one of my good buddies now. Think the world of him. I really admire what you've done with the city in the two years that you've been there. And uh, actually, it's, it's amazing. Not many people. Um, when they go in at that limited time that you've been in have made such an impact on the city and it's because you uh, have directed yourself to do it and you listen to everybody which is amazing well you're you're very kind I can tell you um, there are a lot of people doing a lot of work and um, I don't always feel like I'm having some of the success um, that you give me credit for but I'm appreciative you know for your kind words so well, we've been together a pretty good while now, and uh, when you b- brought your uh, traffic engineer... Sure, Ram. Ram. Alachandra. <laughs> I just say Ram because it's hard for me to pronounce that other one. I, I haven't had uh, the opportunity to practice a yeah, little bit. sure. But I was strictly taken by him. You know, traffic has been one of my biggest complaints. Right. I can't keep my mouth shut on certain things. <laughs> But he he just blew me away as far as how he conducts the, the traffic, who he listens to. And uh, you know the little light I've always complained on down here at the, yes, at the roundabout? It's working perfectly now. Really? Yeah. And, you, you know, there's no walkers over there. If, if they are, they can push a button. And, uh, and now it doesn't revert back to the walkers it comes to the people who are actually driving through that light well and, and that's why it's so important to make sure you're communicating with people who have the knowledge and the ability they're in the position to make some changes like that yeah. because if you don't share that information then we can't make things better mm-hmm. and you know your your input and, and and as you saw Ron was very interested in that he yeah he wants the system to operate at peak performance and and we know and Rom knows and he was quick to say you know we've got some challenging intersections there are some hot spots uh, in town but you know we could be we could have the opposite problem where mm-hmm. we're saying hey you know uh, you can move around in Murfreesboro anywhere you want to go which means there's not a lot of cars on the road which means that maybe we're not growing the way that we have grown that we've you know been uh, very lucky to have those opportunities to grow because all cities do not experience that growth. And so, you know, I think Rom is is one of those people in the city um, that cares very much about what he does. He's very competent, uh, you know, very highly educated, uh, very smart, and we're lucky to have him. Yeah. You were telling me before we went on the air that there are a lot of encouraging things 
going on in the city right now. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems like um, the, the people who were shut down during a, lot, a large part of the, the virus scare, uh, they're back in business. They're going full throttle. And I am so glad to see people get back to some type of normality because uh, I'm one of those people, and I'm kind of like pretty much everybody here at Sylvan Park. Right. You, you, you look at them, they're happy yeah. again. I mean, it, 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 you don't see the stress on their faces or anything like that. And it seems like Murfreesboro is getting back to what it used to be. And I am so tickled about that. Yeah, you know, it's um, I, time will tell, you know, what um, what practices we put in place and um, how effective they were to, you know, getting us out of the situation that we were in or, no, you know, not prolonging, you know, COVID-19 any longer than it yeah. was. But uh, I, I know you're not a fan of, of masks and, no. and I don't particularly enjoy wearing those either. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I've tried to set a good example and do the right thing, you know, if for no other reason, you know, to be considerate of others when I'm in places and to do my part, you know, uh, to do that. But, you know, as uh, our county mayor has, uh, Mayor Ketron has, has put that mask mandate in place, we have seen reductions in numbers and counts, which is good. And if that uh, keeps businesses open and thriving and, you know, it, it's been very much a tale, we were talking about this, of two stories, but there are plenty of businesses in town that, um, you know, struggled during, from, from March until today. Yeah. Now, Silverman Park looks like it's pretty full, and yeah. most of the time we're here, it stays pretty full, and those tables turn, and new new folks come in. But there have also been some restaurants shut down that, that haven't reopened and probably won't reopen. Uh, but what we were talking about, you know, before the show is from a sales tax um, global perspective in the city of Murfreesboro, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it looks like that uh, we're going to be pretty neutral from the standpoint of, you know, <clears throat> while maybe there were not restaurants open and take liquor by the drink tax, for example, um, mm-hmm. you know, folks weren't in restaurants and so they weren't buying drinks. To generate that sales tax but what what was happening is in lieu of going out people were going to liquor stores and buying that so the increased sales in liquor stores helped balance out the reduction or the loss in, in liquor by the drink it sounded like it caused a lot more people to imbibe you might say yeah partake maybe yeah if i if i was pressured a little bit more I would have probably if you'd stayed but, locked but up I, at home I think I would have gone for Dom Perignon okay well that's yeah. what you should do if you're going to do it do it right yeah yeah you should but uh, the the avenue yeah it's changed hands now hasn't it yeah I think uh, Rom mentioned that I think he, he knew more about that than we do maybe he said it was a company in Texas that had bought yeah. it um, but again another good indicator of the willingness to invest in our community because yeah. of not only, you know, despite what's going on related to COVID in here and all over the country, you know, business is still going on. And, and I think, you know, that sale, that asset transfer is a good indicator of outsiders. Um, they've bel- done their research belief. When, they, when they spend that much yeah, money. Yeah, that's big money. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of money. And they're not going to come to Murfreesboro if they don't think it's got good long-term growth potential. So. You know, who knows, maybe they got it at a discount just because of what's going on today. Uh, but when you invest, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in something, uh, 
Um, I think it's uh, it's a compliment to the business and uh, the line of business, but it's also a compliment to where the business is located. And so Murfreesboro should feel really good about that. I guarantee you, Murfreesboro has done better than most other places when this when the the big scare came in and and uh, you. you Everything has a way of being sold. And of course, the virus and the mask, they put all the pressure on each individual sure. because they're afraid that you're going to affect someone else. Right. Most, most of the people, I tell you what, a lot of the people that I know of have, have already been through that mess and, and it's pretty much over with uh, as, as far as they're concerned. But each restaurant has their own way of dealing with these things. So. I, I think the the individuality of each business is, is, is staying that way, and you and we're the the building industry, uh, like Haynes Brothers and some of those others, they haven't slowed down a bit. No, you're right, and and again, I think uh, what we've seen as a city is it's you know those you know air quote essential businesses, hardware stores, Haynes Brothers, you know Lowe's, Home Depot, yeah. um, people because people were stuck at home because lots of people were stuck at home mm -hmm. you know it prompted um, a lot of discretionary spending on at-home projects and things that people could do while they were at home mm -hmm. and so you know globally from a sales tax revenue standpoint we, we believe that that lift uh, in you know a lot of those essential businesses spending at those essential businesses is you know largely the result of you know why we were pretty neutral from the standpoint that we didn't have unlike nashville you know uh, because it's so tourist dependent mm -hmm. um, for those dollars to come in murfreesboro is less tourist dependent you know we we have tourism it's a big part of what we do especially in rutherford county but um, we're not as absolutely dependent upon that in comparison to a place like nashville you, you know Anytime somebody does something that changes things around, how has it been since Jen Stewart has purchased a ship mm -hmm. oh and, and has put it out on, on the Cumberland? Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, how, how does that affect, say, Pinnacle and, and all the things that are going on there? Well, um, I'll tell you just to share a very personal experience. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard for me because, you know, Jan's really committed to being first mate of that boat. Yeah. And so it requires her to be on the boat, uh -huh. uh, which requires me not to have her at the office. And so... You know, I think she's preparing for a career after banking, uh, maybe charter boating service and charter fishing service. Oh, that service. would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, her captain, Terry Lahue, you know, uh, I think they're they're planning for a second career in that. Oh, First that's of all, it's, nice. it's not a big ship. The thing's it's 80 feet long. It's a boat. Yeah. And everybody gets vacation time, so I'm not going to be at the bank every single day. Why not? Because I like to be off and... Why? I'm just kidding. Of course, I would encourage you to use your uh, your paid time off. I want you to have a break. Not really. I do really think you should. And it's much needed. It is needed because you work with me, so I know it's needed. So. Now, I want to know because it doesn't make any sense to me. How can you get an 80-foot boat onto some device that can take you from the Cumberland over to uh, Center Hill? Um... They put it on a trailer and they drive the it down the The whole boat? Yeah. How do they do that? I don't know. I don't know. Terry knows all that stuff, not yeah. me. Okay. Yeah. 
did you spend most of your time scrubbing the, the, the deck and all that stuff? Because that is a big maintenance when you get a boat that size. I spend most of my time decorating. Decorating? <laughs> Terry spends most of his time cleaning. You, you know, that's a good thing. Ladies have all the easy type things to do. <laughs> I'm going nowhere near that. I'm going to stay far away from that one. You, you, you know, the president and the vice presidents, they get all the... Uh, acclamations as far as you know what they do and what the bank accomplishes but people like Jenny oh yeah now you depend on her don't you yes sir and you know and that's no secret art we had a meeting with uh, uh, PJ McElyay and uh, uh, Josh Loy yesterday mm -hmm. and uh, some clients of ours and you know uh, they were they were very interested we were talking about you know, this year and business this year, and we're talking about their builders' mm -hmm. uh, business for 2021. Because as you approach the fourth quarter, everybody starts thinking about the next year, and so yeah. you know we're doing our part to um, you know to provide you know advice as they go through that, and so that we're all on the same page. And you know, the name that kept coming up in that conversation was Jan. That yeah. How good Jan is, how responsive Jan is, how detailed mm -hmm. Jan is, and I said. Yeah, I know. I said she wears me out every single day. So <laughs> she gets that from her mama. You Bobby. think so? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Bobby keeps Larry straight. Bless her heart. Well, I can tell you, it is not unusual for Jan to ask me the same question like eight times a day, and I appreciate the fact that after she's asked me seven times, she's not afraid to ask me again, <laughs> even though I haven't answered her. And so uh, this is why I enjoy my vacation time. <laughs> Yeah, you need a big this boat to get away stressful. from all <laughs> Bless your heart. Now, there's one question that everybody's been asking me okay. about the bank. All right. Tearing down the old bank. Right. Is it going to be completely demolished, the bank itself? Yes. So it, it, the wear and tear on it. I think that's a 60 or 70-year-old building. I don't um, – it, it, it's at least 50. Yeah. Um, and – you know, we've not, we've only been, you know, at Pinnacle for about eight months now, nine yeah. months now. But uh, I can tell you that um, that building has probably reached the end of its useful life mm -hmm. from the standpoint that to make it, um, um, you know, comfortable for employees and for, uh, uh, you know, customers of the bank, mm -hmm. there'd have to been a lot of money spent on that bank. And, um, you know, I think like anything you you, uh, you reach the useful life of uh, the end of the useful life of a piece of real estate or an improvement like that you you uh you build for the future so i think that's what that's, like that's what pinnacle's doing yeah, that's one thing uh people my age who go back even before that that bank was built it's kind of a historical marker for me that corner for sure yeah and uh, do you do you have any idea which bank was the one that built it initially? We talked about that. I, I guess it wasn't Calvary, but I don't know that I it wasn't. No, it, um, Calvary was newer. Okay. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Bill yeah. Jones would know that. Yeah, maybe, could, Bill, maybe he'll call in. Bill listens a lot, so maybe Bill or or uh, Ed, okay. Ed Lowry can call. Why don't you text Bill to call in and so he can educate us on that. <laughs> Tell him we need his input. She, she has to do everything. <laughs> I've been trying to tell you that. <laughs> but but You she, notice how quick I pivoted to Janice. I want you to do yeah. that. Uh, while she's doing that, yes, uh, give me a uh, um, how solid is Murfreesboro right now as, as 
they have gone through the hard times, yeah. and now they, they, they're ready to start growing again, Murfreesboro is. And there's a lot of activity, as you mentioned, as far as the avenue and things like that. It, th that's really been going on even all the way through the virus. Uh, you guys have done a tremendous job. Well, I, you know, I, I think we're very fortunate to be located where we're located, uh, yeah. Murfreesboro, that is, geographically. Uh, I think Nashville and Middle Tennessee has experienced such good growth um, that Murfreesboro was really ideally located to mm -hmm. benefit from so many of those things. And, um, you know, we, we raised taxes in the city of Murfreesboro two years ago, which was a very contentious thing. Um, but taxes had not been raised, you know, prior to that 19, 19 or 20 years. Yeah, it's and been so, a long time. You know, you think about, you know, in turn, in relative terms, mm -hmm. um, what your property was worth 20 years ago versus what it's worth today. Mm -hmm. You think about what your wages were 20 years ago versus what they are today. And, you know, the city uh, had been making it work. Uh, based on the same revenue, mm -hmm. you know, on those property taxes and had really been bridging the gap through growth. And what you see when you, when you build the operating model, you know, mm -hmm. for a city like that is, um, you know, we've had tremendous investments in the community. We've built some roads. We need, we need more roads. We need more infrastructure. Uh, and we probably waited too long to raise property taxes. And for those people who are just purely... I don't want the government taking a quarter out of my pocket ever. You know, folks aren't going to like that statement per yeah. se. But I will tell you that I think had that been done five years prior to when it had been done, there would have been some revenue that could have been spent on some infrastructure that might have made traffic, ROMs, job a little easier. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, you know as well as I do, in, in any government, uh, you know, entity, there are always things you can justify to spend money on. You have to, you know, you have to use some very thoughtful judgment related to whose money you're spending and what the consequences are, not only, you know, during my term as a city council person, but the position that I'm putting the next council in. Um, and so I think, you know, by and large, we've done a pretty good job at that. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can always look back and, you know, kind of armchair quarterback, we should have done this, we should have done that, and I'll probably be doing the same thing two or three years from now. I should have done this or I should have done that. But um, our quality of life in Murfreesboro I think is really good. I think when you look at what it costs to live here and own property and what you pay taxes on, uh, it is much, much cheaper than Nashville. Uh, there are other places that are cheaper than Murfreesboro, but when you look at our park system, the greenway system, uh, you know, the, the fire and police protection that we have, uh, you look at, you know, our Murfreesboro City Schools, we've got a lot to offer. You know, the, the battlefield, the tourism, yeah. we just got a lot to offer. And so I think overall, we're a great value. Oh, there's no doubt about that. The, the thing that worries me, and it, I think it worries most people who are always concerned about um, it, the safety and, and the mind change of people moving in. We, we've got a lot of people that are moving in that are in high-density areas. Right. And, and those people are going to be heard. They're going to they're use their voice to be heard. And it, it, it kind of worries me about the changes that can happen because we're a very conservative area. We, we believe sure. in 
uh, all the great things that were taught to us in the 50s and the, in the 60s and things like that. We, we've seen a lot of changes, but the changes are not always good. Right. And I know you, you look at that a, a lot as far as are we always going to have the Murfreesboro area or are we going to have a Nashville area or... or we see things as the population grows. Mm -hmm. uh, it makes a a major change in a negative way a lot of times. Uh, is there any way to even control that? Because the uh, the, the the builders and and people like that, money is, is really the big thing that they're looking at. Sure, the, the income. Yeah, it's, you know, it's such a, that's such a broad issue. You know, you have um, community values that you're talking yeah. about that, that may be changing as, you know, folks from outside of Murfreesboro, Tennessee yeah. move to Murfreesboro, Tennessee. So I'm hoping they're coming here with the same thoughts we have. Yeah, and, you know, and, and you get some diversity, and you, you know that, you know, diversity is a good thing. Uh, it, it, it broadens your horizons in a lot of ways, but um, I think sometimes they bring rain and storms well and and i think the political climate you know we're in today especially uh in this season in this year with uh what's gone on the last few months um covid probably has exacerbated you know yeah. that the election in november has probably exacerbated that social media continuing to grow as a presence has probably you know uh changed how we communicate and how we disperse information and how we you know, uh, respectfully disagree about certain things. I mean, yeah. all that's kind of been tough the past six months. And mm -hmm. so, but, you know, you still have, um, we talked about the, the avenue changing hands. Uh, when you think about, uh, you know, I've talked about Portland a couple of times, mm -hmm. you know, on the show yeah. and some of the stuff that's going on there that I don't think anybody's happy about and, and nobody would agree that that's good. But if you had an opportunity to invest hundred million dollars in Murfreesboro, Tennessee or Portland, Oregon, you know, where would you invest that? And that's no, that's no problem right there. So I, I think most people would answer that yeah. that way. And so what's, what's really important is we make sure that we keep, you know, Murfreesboro in a place where, you know, people know that, uh, you know, we are very open and, uh, you know, welcoming to a diverse culture in our city. We, we're a very warm, hospitable, you know, group, but we do respect law and order. We do respect, you know, private property, personal property, and, um, uh, you know, and, and believe in people having the right to free speech and things like that and to assemble, but peacefully, you know, is important to us. And, uh, but I, I think that's really important as it pertains to capital investment to our community. You know, would that transaction at the avenue have changed hands if we were having some of the same issues that, you know, probably not, maybe yeah. not. So yeah. to your point, you know, the, the real estate, local real estate economy has been really, really good. Um, we talked about our sales tax um, generation being sort of on on par with where we thought it would be despite everything that's gone on. Um, so, I mean, I think as long as we continue to provide a business friendly environment, uh, that is, you know, warm and welcoming and where the, you know, the rule of law is respected and obeyed, 
then you know I, I welcome folks to Murfreesboro, and, uh, and 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 I want them to be a part of our community. Um, and and when that happens, you know our community will slowly change over time. What we hope is it continues to be all the positive things we want, not the negative things. Really, the sale of real estate right now. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's pretty much fast forward there uh, we're in a really great time and that is kind of an indicator that the people moving in see the value oh, yeah. of what Murfreesboro and Rutherford County have and uh, uh, it, it, it's it's just to me it's more of a positive thing than a negative thing right now it, it, it really uh, my I've said it a number of times, on even on the air. My uncle, who uh, had business in New York, he said that the, the the thought back then, which is probably about 15 years ago, was if you can't make it in Murfreesboro, you can't make it anywhere. Yeah. And 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 that's a great indicator of what we have to offer everybody. I think it's a great point, and and you hear very few people moving to Murfreesboro say, "Hey, you know." I'm, I'm running from this where I was, either it was cost of living was too high, taxes were too high, you know, uh, less friendly business environment, whatever. Mm -hmm. You hear people wanting to be in Murfreesboro because it's not those things. Yeah. And I think sometimes it gets hard in perspective if for someone like you or me that have been here, Jan, we've been here our whole life, Yeah. it gets easy to take what you have for granted. Uh, it, it gets easy to kind of be critical of the home team because you're so close to the home team. But, mm -hmm. you know, for a large part of folks outside of Murfreesboro, Tennessee, looking in, you know, they see how special this place is, which is why they want to be here. And they're, that's part of the reason the real estate market is doing so well. We, we can't keep up with housing stock yeah. um, fast enough for folks that want to come to Murfreesboro. You know, I love to drive the back roads in Rutherford County. And uh, Greg and Mentriette and myself, we were going out to eat. We were going out to eat at the New Toots over on Rucker Lane. Good place. Yes, it is. And uh, we drove the back route, and, and, and I'm, I'm not sure that Mentriette had ever been through any of that. And she was like, uh, you know, somebody to just come in and seeing all of those things that Rutherford County has to offer. Yep. And it's just unbelievable. If you've moved in here and you love Rutherford County, take a take a trip and, and, and learn all the what Rutherford County has to offer here. And it's strictly amazing. And how many people like the city of Smyrna, mm -hmm. they've got their Rotary Club who do they do an unbelievable job. And this weekend on Saturday, I think it's at five o'clock. They're they're doing the big uh, fish, fish fry. Fish fry. Yeah. Yes. And it's unbelievable how many. Now they're not going. You're not going to be able to stay and and sit around on the tables like we have in the past. It's going to be a drive-through. Okay. So, but they still need your help yeah. when you drive through. And I, I was thinking, does does Murfreesboro have anything playing very similar to that that can reach out and take care of, of so many people th that uh, it just seems impossible, but it does happen. And, and uh, you know, old Murfreesboro people, they need something like that where they can come in and enjoy the social events that yeah. are going on and, and the friendships of people that uh, they've known for 
50, 60, 70 years. You know, I think, uh, I can't remember if, Mur if Smyrna has two clubs or one club, if they've got a morning and a noon, but Murfreesboro has a morning they, and a noon. I think there's only one. Okay. I believe that's right. So I think the morning club in Murfreesboro does a barbecue thing at Cannonsburg, and mm -hmm. I think the lunchtime Rotary Club, which I used to be a member of, they do the pancake breakfast mm -hmm. uh, and, and around Christmas time. So specifically related to the ro uh, Rotary Club, those events go on. But, mm -hmm. you know, to your point, um, I, I had a meeting two weeks ago um, with the folks at Oakland's and some folks at Cannonsburg and um, you know group that represents the, the folk fest and mm -hmm. really the uh, Uncle Dave. That's Mabin. a good event. Yeah. It is, and and they were talking about um, some things that you know we're going through as a city, um, a three-year transition from. Uh, we got a, a caller on the line. Yeah. Caller, we'll be with you in just a second. Hey, maybe Bill Jones calling to right. tell us. Okay, caller, welcome aboard with Ronnie and Jenny. I, I was just uh, one y'all remember it, and then Murfreesboro a long time ago. It's, you couldn't get a dinner drink and and a meal with besides you know hamburger places. There was two places in Murfreesboro back then that was the only way you could get a dinner drink and uh, and uh, on there. Y'all know that. <laughs> I think uh, I've got a little buddy over here to my left, <laughs> and she just changed the the sound on me. Would you repeat that last part? I can't hear anything. One is, y'all remember when they didn't have a, if you wanted to go out and get you a, a dinner and a, and a drink, I mean, there's uh, two places in Murfreesboro that's the only place you could go and do that at at one time. Well, there, where, where was it? club and the most lodge okay huh well my my parents wouldn't let me drink so <laughs> I, I was completely cut off I actually I never was a drinker it, until I went in the service and uh, um, about the only thing we had to drink was beer I mean that was it but it was just like drinking water anyway. It was it was watered down for us. You know, the Moose Club, the old Moose Club, is now the Ichiban restaurant. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Go get sushi there now. You know, we got another question. Uh, the elderly and handicapped low-income housing yeah. is going to build something like Westbrook Towers on Medical Parkway next door to the fire department. Is this true? So I have not heard that. Uh, that doesn't mean it's not true, uh, but it has not come to planning. And so if, if there's concepts of that or intentions to do that, then uh, normally where I hear about that first, mm -hmm. uh, unless somebody approaches me individually, is it comes through the planning commission, which I'm on. Uh, and so I'm not aware of that. Now, what I am aware of is, um, you know, the, the Murfreesboro Housing Authority owns the property behind Oakland's mansion. Mm -hmm. And that's currently being redeveloped uh, from, I, I think, roughly 75 units over there on a double capacity. So it'll be about 150 units that are there. Um, that that uh, housing serves uh, folks that are, are lower income and it's income based. Uh, so we're going to double our capacity uh, at least in that area. Mm -hmm. um, now, I have heard of the intentions of there being... Um, at that site, 
which I think Mr. Joe Swanson uh, owns next to the fire station on uh, Medical Center, uh, maybe uh, an assisted living facility there, mm -hmm. but I don't know anything about a, a low income uh, type facility, so I haven't heard that. Well, that would be uh, interesting since that's kind of a, a little bit of a medical area where we, uh, where I think that question was probably aimed at, and, but it did have medical center. It's easy to get those things a little bit uh, mixed up. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Ronnie Martin, Jan Stewart. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. If you're looking around your home and it's looking like it's time to update, we can do anything as far as painting, new flooring, anything that you're looking for. If you can dream it, we can turn it into reality. They already did a great job on our bathroom, so when we decided to redo the playroom, Farrah Construction was the only one we called. This is Ron Hall with Farrah Construction. 615-893-6120. That's Fair Construction Company. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer, host of the Truman Show live broadcast. You have such great people working here. Would you want to do anything else? No, sir. I love coming to work every day. I love this. Open Monday through Saturday at 6.30 for breakfast and lunch, Thursdays and Fridays for dinner. We listen to the gossip that's going on at every other table. We're able to keep up with all the things that go on in Murfreesboro. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer. At Bud's Tire Pros, they care about those who live and work here because you're a big part of what makes this place great. This is Kay Mitchell at Bud's Tire. Come by and see us at Bud's Tire, 3600 East Main Street, or call 896-TIRE. They will be here through the good times and the uncertain times. For those who are out on the road, stop in today to see their full lineup of Michelin tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, they're essential, they're open, they're local. Visit them online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Generation 4 Creations Grandparents Day is coming up, and it's time to nominate your favorite grandparent who is a performing or visual artist. Also register your child grades K-12 through for the talent contest. Tickets for the online event September 12th at 4 p.m. are available free for grandparents, seniors, and students. Check out Generation 4 Creation at gfckidz.org to nominate a grandparent to register a child or sponsor. That's gfckidz.org. Hey, fellas, I want to encourage you to take care of your health. It's easier than you think at Low T Center. They're reinventing the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone levels. They offer a comprehensive health assessment so you know all the numbers important to your health. If you've been tired, grumpy, have lack of motivation and drive, or if you've noticed weight gain or loss of muscle mass, those could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center will help you determine the cause of your symptoms and will help you get back to feeling your best. It all starts with their quick and easy health assessment and it's covered by most health insurance. Low T Center's concierge medicine exclusively for men. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety, including a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. Self-injected home treatments are just $135 a month for self-pay or covered by most health insurance. Schedule your health assessment now at LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. 
I'm Ron Jordan. A Woodbury, Tennessee man shot dead at a residence on North Rutherford Boulevard in April. Rutherford County District Attorney Jennings Jones has an update on the case. Following interviews with the owner of the residence and her son, James E. Evans III, Mr. Evans has been charged with the second-degree murder of Stephen Lopez Jr. Mr. Evans has posted a bond and made his initial appearance in the General Sessions Court with counsel. Mr. Evans has waived his right to a preliminary hearing in the General Sessions Court of Rutherford County and is awaiting presentment of this matter to the grand jury. Authorities say there could be additional charges filed. A single-engine Piper PA-28 Cherokee went down into the field near the Warren County Memorial Airport Tuesday afternoon. Jerry Weiser, a farmer who lives on Airport Road in McMinnville, was cutting hay in the field when the plane crashed. He told News Radio WGNS... Well, I was just cutting hay, and I heard a racket. I didn't actually see anything, but I heard the racket when it crashed, and it went down in the field just behind me. Just a few seconds more, the plane would have hit my tractor. So I cut the tractor off and called 911 as I was walking towards the plane, and there were three people inside. We cut the, their seat belts and tried to get them out, but they were pinned in. We just couldn't get them out. And uh, by that time, the first responders got there, and they had, had to cut the door off the plane and top of the roof off the plane, and get, they got them out. The pilot and two passengers died. WGNS has learned from reliable sources that the Piper landed at the Murfreesboro Airport earlier in the day, but the aircraft was not from here. It was owned by the Lebanon Flying Club, and the two passengers are believed to be from Mount Juliet. News on demand 24-7 from our website, WGNSRadio.com. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. Well, we're back with Ronnie Martin and Janie Stewart, really Jan Stewart, but I like calling her Janie. Uh, we got a caller on the line. Caller, welcome aboard. Good morning, Truman. Good morning, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Don't know your name. Uh, I just came from therapy over there on the, the what I used to call the old medical parkway. What do they got to do with all these uh, Murfreesboro housing uh, places over here on Loki? Uh, on Loki. Over there. Tell me, tell me a little more, caller. Tell me, help me understand where you are. Okay, right, okay, over here on Loki Avenue, Academy Street. I'm on Academy, and Loki, over in there, the Murfreesboro Housing Authority. Oh, yeah, that's what we were just talking about, behind Oakland's. Well, I don't know what y'all call it, but anyway, there's some people still living over there, but there's a lot of them that's still empty, and I know at one point that the lady I go to church with had to move from over there, her and her husband. Right. And she said that they had bought the grant to do what they wanted to do. And I said, well, if they bought the grant to do what they wanted to do, why do they keep moving people out? That's just, they're losing money. These apartments sitting here empty, they're losing money if they bought the grant. Right. You know. And she said, I don't know. That's all I know. Yeah, so... And, um, 
if if what we're talking about is the Murfreesboro Housing Authority, um, I have not heard that they have lost any of the funding or the grant, um, whatever portion of that played into the redevelopment of that site. But um, you are right that uh, some of those folks moved. I think the plan was to move uh, about half of the residents and the housing authority um, worked really hard. I went to, they had six or seven meetings where um, they, they worked, uh, like I said, really hard to share the vision of that project, the timeline of that project, and to make sure that folks that were living in a housing authority home um, could find accommodations while that property was being redeveloped. So I think what's happening now, if memory serves me, about half of that site is being redeveloped, so half of those folks have been moved. And um, I, again, I'm, I'm not aware that there's been a, diff, uh, a challenge finding placement for those folks that have been moved, but those folks will have the opportunity to come back and, and be moved back into those new units uh, once they're built. Uh, but I, I feel certain there's probably been some growing pains um, and, and frustration like there always is when you redevelop. You know, if, you, if I had to move out of my house and move somewhere temporarily, that, that's not going to be easy, you know, for me during that period of time. But I do think long term um, that project is going to be a really, really nice project. And I've, I've heard nothing about anything changing about that project moving forward. So, uh, but I'll be happy to check on that and uh, I'll report back to Truman else about a place like Westbrook Towers, you know, um, I mean, I we tried to get into Westbrook Towers, and Lord have mercy, we couldn't afford it, you right. know, and my, my husband had a hissy fit because we're on income, we're on Social Security, and he, I mean, I'm not going to go through all of that, but anyway, we're on Social Security, and when they priced us the amount of money that uh, they was going to charge us for rent, you know, we could have went out and bought, and within two years, we could make a house payment if we had a down payment for a house. Yeah, and my yeah, husband I, I said, this, you know, this is unreal. I appreciate the comment. I think what you're getting at is something that we talk a lot about, and um, which is, you know, affordable housing in Murfreesboro. And um, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to pull any punches with you about that. That's a tough deal right now in our city. And, um, and, and all, I think, all growing, especially rapidly growing cities struggle through that, especially as property values appreciate quickly uh, over a short period of time. So it does put uh, some you know, affordability pressure, um, you know, on those, um, those homes and our housing stock for those homes is, is just limited. And it's, it's a real struggle and it's a real challenge. I think the thing we've got to figure out is, um, you know, what role government should play in that. And, uh, you know, Truman and I were talking earlier about the values of our community and, and as, you know, more folks come here, how the values may change based on, the community mix and so you know you've got in different areas of the country where government has gotten involved in that and put you know rent freezes and pricing freezes on certain things 
from the data that I have reviewed and, and the study that I have done, uh, you know, I'm not sure I would be for something like that. I think, I think what we've got to figure out a way to do is to attract much like what the housing authority has found a way to do and be successful doing. When we've got, you know, private organizations that are doing things like that, um, we've got to figure out what resources we can uh, provide them to continue to do that. And I think what we did allowing the density to double on that site to go from 70 units to 140 units, you know, that's not going to solve the problem for Murfreesboro, but it's things like that that will help solve the problem for Murfreesboro. So, uh, caller, I understand um, the challenge. We're aware of the challenge, and I would tell you that it's something that we talk about daily, so we'll, we'll keep looking for ways to get better. Now, Westbrook Tower, I, I've never understood. How do, how do they... Uh, how does the cost of the person who is coming into Westbrook Towers, how do they manage that as far as uh, a lot of people I know uh, really have hard time, especially older people that have gone through uh, many years of work, but they really have nothing to show for it uh, when they get up in those particular type ages. Yeah, and that's, I will be honest, uh, I do not know a lot about Westbrook Towers. Um, I've been there uh, once just to walk through it to kind of mm -hmm. understand the facility and that kind of thing. But Truman, I'm sorry, I can't tell you much about that. I'll, I'll dig into that a little bit too and, and learn something about that. But uh, I, I do know it's located, um, you know, next door to our Senior Citizen Center. Yeah. Um, and, and I've been there multiple times. And um, the Senior Citizen Center um, is, you know, operated under our parks and rec division from a programming standpoint to provide activities and programs uh, similar to what we do for you know the entire community from yeah. a park and rec standpoint for you know that senior citizen age group um, but exactly how Westbrook Towers ties into that and the housing authority in low-income housing I don't have a great answer for that I'll, I'll have to figure that out. I know that uh, I knew a, a number of people that were in Westbrook Towers at one time, and and uh, you know they they had a, a, a lot of qualification type situations, but it, it really wasn't a very expensive place if I remember correctly, because they they worked with each individual family that would come in. Um, I know uh, Bobby and Larry's. Uh, favorite place was over on January Street when they first came to Murfreesboro and uh, it, it was more uh, uh, you had a lot of college students that were there at that time mm. you know it it changed over the years and of course it was tore up uh, how did they uh, replace um, that particular um, uh, living area to where did those people go? Because I was sitting there watching it, and I can, gosh, I think I remember it back when I was a kid. Uh, the uh, the uh, we called it the projects, but sure, uh, uh, Larry and Bobby called it their castle. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> well, they came from Kentucky. I know they yeah, loved it over yeah. there. Yeah, but uh, do you have any idea where those people went? I do not. That's, I don't. Uh, yeah. Because I know that they were going to find some way to, to get them 
into a home right in, in some way that, that that's a very complicated issue isn't it it is and that's one of those that um you know i wasn't on the council when that happened mm -hmm. and so i i didn't have the opportunity to kind of study that the way i've had a yeah. chance to study some other things but you know that uh, the the fancy modern term for that is kind of gentrification where you know a group or groups are moved out by redevelopment and mm -hmm. so you know i think uh, from what little i know of that that was a very tough issue for the council when we dealt with it yeah uh, and of course what's been put on that site is uh, the doug young uh, fire training facility mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a facility where, um, you know, the actual, some of the older buildings um, that were there are mm -hmm. used for fire training. It's sort of a regional fire training um, uh, place. And I think that's one of the things that has allowed, um, you know, Murfreesboro now, the Murfreesboro Fire Department, Fire and Rescue Department has, um, there are these international standards related to ISO ratings, which is, um, more complex than I'm willing to get into because I've got limited knowledge on that. But what I do know is um, it's a it's a rating agency by um, you know international rating agency that really impacts local insurance rates for property rates and that kind of thing. And a lot of that Truman's based on having a, a fire training facility, um, having adequate um, response times to fire calls, having adequate uh, placement of fire halls, those types of things. And, you know, in the city, we just recently went to an ISO 1 fire rating, which is the best fire rating protection you can have, you know, in a city. And, you know, it was, that site was repurposed for that, um, mm -hmm. for that, for that Doug Young training facility. So, um, you know, I think that's a positive thing. We, we talk a lot about uh, and this is one, another one of the challenges of government. <clears throat> you know, we spend a lot of money on uh, new facilities for fire protection, for our firefighters, gear, equipment. You know, we want to make sure that the apparatus they have is safe and functioning and those types of things. And then, you know, that always segway, segues into, you know, the capital outlay that you make for those investments mm -hmm. and what's the return that you get. And you know, not not many folks are going to say, "Hey, let's let's cut budget and tighten our belt and uh, take funds away from firefighters or police officers and you know probably teachers as well." They're, those are probably three categories of uh, service providers that you know most of the time we take pretty good care of those folks, and and there's probably not a strong appetite to to mess with those those fundings, those mm -hmm. budgets. But, uh, you know, the other issue is, you know, we talked a little bit about EMS. We've got a lot of money in the city of Murfreesboro tied up in resources for our fire department. And so we're going through what I would call more growing pains right now mm -hmm. as we figure out, you know, um, how many medical calls our fire department is going to go on. And, you know, do we have the equipment to do that? I know we have the training to do it. <clears throat> There's the how does that overlap with the county EMS? And so we're struggling, I think, as a city and county right now to try to figure out how best to provide service to our residents. Um, and of course, that's a complicated issue because you've got, you know, uh, Murfreesboro City that, that may want to do it one way and the county that may want to do it another. And so we're all in the middle of that fray trying to figure out what's best. You think the county wants a bunch of fire trucks running out there going to a an accident and stuff like that. I think that's a great. Boy, well, you think that would be duplicated out in the county? I think that's a great point. I think, 
You know, we had, uh, I guess it's been two weeks ago, mm -hmm. um, we've got a task force right now that has four members uh, from the county and four members from the city mm -hmm. that uh, are meeting to try to work through these issues. And um, they've got a, uh, a moderator slash mediator, John Rogers, is kind of um, John's a good boy. I like him a lot. You know he's a farmer now. Is he? Yeah, he's farming. He's, far he's got a farm out in the Auburn Town area. So what's he grow out there? Oh, he everything. He's got a big, big, uh, uh, nice uh, air-conditioned tractor and all that stuff. Really? Oh, gosh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. That, uh, that, that, that's my brother's uh, son-in-law. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There, he's out in Auburn Town, too. Okay. Isn't it funny how you see those people kind of move in a way from where all the growth is and out where the... the um, air is fresh and all that stuff hey i, I think that's great uh, i love being in the core of the city i live downtown and i wouldn't go tell anywhere it, else tell everybody where you're living i am just absolutely <laughs> amazed at where you you are in the historical uh, area in, in the city and that is a big draw i noticed there's a house for sale on east main street yes beautiful sir. old house yep of course it's going to take some work i, I am sure a lot of work you on should it. buy that and you could walk around downtown uh walk in the afternoons you could walk to the gym walk to restaurants i couldn't walk to the gym well, sure you could. Well, there's no sense going to the gym if I'm going to walk that far. <laughs> as, that's as, about three miles from where I am. As long as I see you work out at the gym, I'd say that's about 10% of your workout. So, It, it is a big draw, though. I, I'm, I'm serious. Downtown Murfreesboro is one of the prettiest cities to live in, and, and it's safe. I mean, you don't find that almost anywhere. Well, I'll tell you, it's it, it's hard to explain um, if... if you know, and Cynthia and I have talked about this a lot. It's a little bit like going on vacation when you go into another city mm -hmm. and you walk downtown in other cities. You certainly feel like you're in a different place. As someone that grew up in Blackman and has lived in a suburb residential subdivision my whole life, mm -hmm. for the most part, um, downtown feels nothing like that. So, you know, you have neighbors yeah. in neighborhoods. Uh, and sometimes you're glad to have neighbors and sometimes you're not glad to have neighbors depending on what your mood is and what you're doing. You know, mm -hmm. they're kind of always there. But you don't really have the luxury of feeling that way when you live downtown because it's very much, you know, you're in the center, for lack of a better word, center of the universe. Yeah. And there are, on one side of the street, uh, there's going to be people that own million dollar houses. On another side of the street, there's going to be people that are working minimum wage jobs. Mm -hmm. And we're all living together in the same community. It's a really unique um, environment, and uh, I, I really like it a lot. Candidly, it would be hard for me to move back to a residential subdivision. Well, I didn't realize there were million dollar houses around there. Well, you said East Main. Those houses on East Main are high dollar. Are they? Yeah. Are they all the way up to seven figures now? Oh yeah, for sure. I don't think you could buy a house on East Main Street for less than a million bucks. Well, close, close to it. Well, let's see. Smythe has got a uh, ghost in his house in the very top floor. And I mean, <laughs> where else can you find those types of luxuries? That's it, right. It, it's unbelievable. So at one time he was going to pay anybody. I think it was either a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars to spend the night by themselves up there. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
You know, you could pretty well pay for your house by doing that. Uh, well, you know what? As a guy that went uh, backpacking by myself a few weeks ago. And that was not very smart. And Ronnie. slept in a tent out yes. in the middle of the woods. Uh, I think I might know what it would feel like to sleep upstairs in Mr. Smythe's house. So. You were not thinking of your supporters when you did that. Well, as yeah, Jan's Jan's over here slinging the yeah. finger, yeah. So, you know, my supporters were very encouraging me to do that, so I'm not sure what that says about me. <laughs> but you enjoyed it, right? I did enjoy it. Well, I, I enjoyed the hike. Uh, it was a little unnerving to, you know, um, both nights I was five to eight miles from my vehicle in the middle of the woods. Mm -hmm. And if you turn your light source out at night when you're out like that, uh, you can't see a thing. You can't see where to take one step. And so if something happens to you, you know, you fall, twist an ankle, you know, you encounter some less than friendly wildlife, yeah. um, you know, it can be dangerous. And so that part's a little unnerving, but I enjoyed the time to myself. I enjoyed the physical challenge of going and do that. So, I mean, it was, it was a break. I was going to call Janny and we would get a record player and we would play deliverance right in the middle of, while you were over there thanks, snoring thanks Truman. yeah you, you're welcome hey there wasn't a lot of snoring going on I, there was a lot of tossing and turning going on in that tent i can tell you I yeah didn't, i didn't sleep well now compare what you did and Janie's sleeping on a, a three hundred thousand dollar boat. Oh my god! I mean, my god! Yeah. Way off. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with a captain and yeah, and, it, yeah, and personnel to help bring yeah. her drinks with yeah. you know little little umbrellas in them. Yeah. First of all, y'all's vision is very skewed of what we did last weekend. Yeah, but that that was kind of special. It it really was. Is that is that the nicest weekend you ever had? Ever or on a boat? Oh, well, ever. We had a good time last weekend. We visited a different lake, and yeah, we had a good time. Did you know the lake at all when you got the boat and put put out there? Because it's easy to get lost on a lot of these it lakes is. out there because everything looks the same. I can get lost going around Murfreesboro. But yeah. Terry, you can show him one time how to get somewhere, and he'll remember it. So. Hey, did you did anybody ride in the boat when it was being transported? Can you do that? I doubt it. That sounds fun. Not to me. Yeah, that sounds kind of fun. I mean, scary, but fun too. I don't so. think you're supposed to. You're probably not. Uh, pull imagine. a trailer with somebody living in it. Hey, as uh, a former law enforcement person, is it against the law to ride in the back of a pickup truck? Are you supposed to not do that? You're not supposed to. Yeah. 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 Is it one of those things where people? Unless live? it's changed. I mean, everything changes. But uh, for years, you were not supposed to. But you'd see seven or eight kids riding in the back of yeah. a pickup truck and I did it but all nobody time. nobody bothered it mm -hmm. yeah and they really didn't uh, we used pretty much common sense and uh, law enforcement back then was kind of like your next door neighbor sure. you wanted to make sure that everything was going all right but you didn't punish people as yeah. much back then of course they're under stricter rules law enforcement is right now but uh a lot of it would be safety issues that um, you have to enforce, which I'm not too... Being old and growing up in a different time is... is um, a lot of people don't understand us, but things don't bother us like it would the younger group. Yeah, you're not as sensitive. No, not as sensitive. Why is that? It's just different times. Yeah. We were we were more 
logical, you might think. And sure. we had a love for our, our neighbors, and and if if they needed something, I mean, my wife, if somebody came over and they were new in our neighborhood, she would go bake things for them, and I would be the one to have to go knock on the door, and they wouldn't understand why I was taking them food and desserts. Did and you all mess that with stuff. them or wear your uniform while you were there? <laughs> I did you I did mess with somebody once. One of my cousins years ago married a, a lady from Korea. Hmm. No, I'm sorry. He he married one later on from Korea. This one was from Germany. So being from Germany I had to mess with her. <laughs> so I went in in my uniform and I said uh, May I see your ID? Please? Oh my goodness! <laughs> and you talking about really getting upset? Yeah. It took me a while for me to finally. She got over it. Mm. I think. I'm yeah. not sure. He's always messing with people. He traumatized my child because he arrested my daddy. Hmm. And that, that's been a long time forever. ago. That's been a long time. Was they this did, a real? They started crying. They really did. Mm -hmm. Was this a real arrest or was it a, a no staged no. event? Yeah, staged. Nice, uh, and, but her, her her dad was uh, uh, being honored at the school, mm -hmm. and uh, that's funny. Well, I didn't initiate it; somebody else initiated it. But I had to go up and uh, uh, with John Brown, mm. and we served him a warrant, and everybody's mouths were just wide open <laughs> because they weren't used to that. But. You know, that's that's part of getting along with everybody. Larry's been a friend of mine for almost as long as I can remember. Hmm. And uh, you keep those friendships. You can't do anything to to uh, make them angry. That's because they're real friendships. Yeah. And you as a banker, you're the same way. You, you do so many things. And, of course, I don't know if you've ever pulled any. Uh, have you ever called anybody and tell them that they're... Uh, Savings account has been no, completely wiped that. out or anything like, like like that. I'm not a prankster like that. Oh, I can see it. You are. You think so? Yeah, you are. If, I think if I may be more of a Jan's prankster. Jan's the prankster <laughs> in our group. Yeah. She is. She gets that from her daddy. For sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. We've run out of time. Truman, I enjoyed it. Thanks for I having me I always enjoyed it. Yes, sir. It, it, it's, it's a fun thing for me. We should take the rest of the day off. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thanks. We've got work to do. Yeah. Won't you take Ronnie and me up to the, the to the ship? Let's go. We'll go right now. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you in about five weeks. <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy. All right. Bye-bye. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com.